This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This podcast is scheduled for 10 questions. Fighting out of New York, standing at 5 feet 11 inches tall, and wearing the red, white, and blue trunks, presenting Kyle Black. That's right, Bruce, and thank you, and welcome to all of you to an episode of 10 Questions. Thank you so much for listening. This is going to be so much fun, as it always is. If you've never heard the show before, we do not have guests here. We have contestants. We have scores here. It's not just a conversation. It is a competition. And to give you proof of that, I will now play the scores from 1 to 10 of every single one of our prior contestants. Have a listen to this. I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I got 6 out of 10. I'm Tyler Matthew, and I got a 6 out of 10. Hi, I'm Paul Rudd. And I got a seven out of 10. Hey, I'm Kirk Cousins, and I got a five out of 10. I'm Guy Fieri, and I got six out of 10. It's Kyle Cheats. I do not cheat. Guy, if you missed the Guy Fieri episode, you have to listen to it. Our most neurotic contestant, which also might have made him our best until today. This one is awesome. I have done a lot of work on this one because I know this contestant is ready. Give me my intro music, please. This contestant is a gator a dazzler, such a badass that she changed from her wedding dress to a jumpsuit in the middle of her wedding so she could properly party at the reception. She has her own clothing line called Wear by EA, which my wife is already clicking away at online. Troy Aikman once had to tell this person on a Friday night, stop working, go get a drink, come on. That's the kind of individual we have on 10 Questions. Her name is Erin Andrews. Welcome, Erin. What's up? I brought my pom-poms. Oh, yeah. The Dazzler is here. Look at you. Gainesville, eat your heart out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wish I could still fit into those pants. Erin, you and I have never met, ever, which is really weird. So weird. Because Schrager, I adore him. And I was thinking about doing this today, and I wanted to say to you, why don't we hang out? I feel mm-hmm. like you, myself, and Traeger would be like 
Three's company, but I get to be Chrissy. Sorry. Oh yeah, sure. No fight over Jack or Janet. Oh, Peter's <laughs> definitely. I'm, 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 I'm la- the guy, the landlord who comes in, Larry or whatever his name, and the butterfly. Mr. Roper, right? Mr. Stanley no? Roper. Yeah. Well, there's Roper. There was Larry. Aaron, it's a great call. We should hang out, and we're gonna do that right now. Do you know what you're in for today on Ten Questions? No, but I heard this is great. The one thing I, I'm a note taker. And uh, when I heard that Rogers and Honey Badger got six out of 10, that's my goal. That is exactly what I want to beat. Okay. I had to go up against Aaron Rodgers in the uh, $100,000 pyramid and I freaking almost beat him, but I screwed up because I got so excited and so competitive. So that's my uh, baseline. I want to beat his ass. Let's go. Today is going to be the day. Beat his ass. Aaron <laughs> over Aaron. Let's make sure we know the rules of engagement first, Aaron. You're going to get know. 10 questions. One point for every correct answer. You can get a highest possible score of 10 all the way down to, I guess, a zero. You also have one thing in your back pocket. You have what's called a coin flip. If you get a question, and based on our prior episodes, you probably will, where you're like, dude, I have no idea. Ask for the coin flip, and I'll give you two choices. Okay, and you can either choose A or B, but you only get to use it once. Rogers used it on the first question. It's up to you. Question one of episode one. I'm sweating. Okay, but now here's the thing. You're going to hear some strange questions. I promise you that every single one, no matter Mm -hmm. how weird it sounds, has something to do with you, your life, and your career. If you get the question right, you're going to hear a sound. You're going to hear this sound. But if you don't, Aaron, if you whiff, you're going to hear this sound. All right. Here Sounded we go. like yesterday with the pumping crowd music. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to get into it. Here is 10 questions with Aaron Andrews. Question number one. Aaron, your first category is chain restaurants. As a Florida girl, I imagine you came across some chain restaurants. And here is the question. What is the most popular appetizer at Outback Steakhouse. The Awesome Blossom. Bloomin' Onion. Well, that's two. Which is it? Is it the Awesome? Yeah, Awesome Blossom. The correct answer for the most popular appetizer at Outback Steakhouse is the Bloomin' Onion. Ah, It's Aaron. You had it. No rules, just right. It is the blooming freaking onion. Did you know when you said awesome blossom, you're like, damn it, I should have stuck with the onion. No, because I was thinking awesome blossom, mate. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was also thinking of the cheap black pants I wore from Wet Seal and the hot, like, crop top. And we'd just go and, you know, eat the awesome blossom or blooming onions. Yes. And uh, lots of margaritas. So hot. I mean, I was so sophisticated. I can tell. Look, I didn't even know about the wet seal pants, but here's what I did know. When you got out of college, you did not jump right in the pipeline to superstardom. In fact, at one point, your mother suggested that you should go be a hostess at Outback Steakhouse. Is that true? Huge fight. Yeah, huge fight in the Andrews family household that night. Um, We were in a big fight. I was, you know, working at my dad's TV station for free, looking for some work and uh, hoping something would work out. And finally, one night, my mom's like, you need to go host at Outback Steakhouse. And I was like, I just <laughs> want to be a sideline reporter. And look at you now. Look at well, you. I mean, look at me. Dead serious, though. You have what a lot, like thousands, even millions of people would consider their dream job. That, that's not even a throwaway phrase. You have the dream job of countless people. How does that make you feel? 
It's awesome. I mean, even yesterday, you know, it, like circumstances are different. We're making adjustments as we go. We can't be on the field. And that's one of my favorite things. It's just being right there. I mean, I, I wanted to hear Brady chew out, you know, his receivers or what he was saying to Blaine Gabbard as he was sitting there. But you're still like, God, I'm sitting here. I'm watching Drew Brees, Tom Brady go for it in, in week one. It, it is. It, it is the best job. And I'm so thankful to have it. In doing so much research on you and also just watching you for years and years, I'm going to tell you something about yourself that I know for a fact. You are maddeningly self-deprecating when talking about yourself. I mean, yeah. maddeningly. You, you are Teflon. So I'm going to put the screws to you right now. Tell me something on the job that you are really good at. Um, holding, holding uh, not going to the bathroom for the entire kickoff and hydrating. Okay. Like yesterday, I was... Yesterday, I... You know, it's week one for those guys. They didn't have exhibition or preseason. Same for my bladder. Yeah. Um, I was dying five minutes left and thinking, okay, we're going to get Drew post game. I got to go so bad, like <laughs> testing my, but testing my uh, kidneys. I'm so yeah. good at, I can do it. So your status going into the game was Andrew's questionable parentheses bladder <laughs> and yet you played through it. No, I was, I was questionable with five minutes left. I didn't know if I was going to be able to return okay. um, or doubtful, but yeah, I mean, I, I tested those kidneys and away we went. I, I full, full 100% throughout the entire game. I'm really good at that. No, in all honesty, I, I think I'm good at like, for example, yesterday, you know, our interviews are different now. I'm not there on the sidelines yeah. talking to the guys and I was up looking down on Drew and oh, he yeah. walked over and we had a couple seconds. And I'm just like, how are you? How's the family? You know, what do you tell me a little bit, you know, so we were able to kind of talk. And then somebody today said, I felt like those just couple seconds you had with Drew and the fact he was looking at you just kind of helped him feel comfortable. So I, I think that's the one thing with me. It's not about what happened on third and four. Why couldn't you get Michael Thomas involved? Emmanuel Sanders, great game. What was wrong <laughs> with the offense? It's like, you ask them how they are, how their families are, how the boy, how are the boys? So I, I feel like I'm pretty good at that. I think you're great at it. I think oh, you put thanks. people at ease and you're obviously really well researched. Unfortunately, Aaron, you started off 0 for 1, but that's not a problem. You can still get a 9 out of 10. We got a long way to go. Yeah. Category 2 for your second question. This is a first ever category on 10 questions. We've never done this. Oh, the category is spelling. Aaron Andrews, you covered the Scripps yeah. National Spelling Bee for three years. Three I years. I personally cannot do this. But your question, can you spell buccaneers? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S. She's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the board. Let's go Dazzlers. Go Gators. Yeah. Joe Kim Noah, Danny Werfel. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buccaneers. That was really good because um, I always mix up the ends and the C's and everything. But you've already mentioned it a couple of times. We're speaking right now. You really just got back from the season opener in the Superdome, Bucks yeah. Saints. What in the ever living hell was that like in the Superdome during that game for you being there? One of the very few who was there. What was it like? Well, I've been there when, you know, right before they run out in playoff atmosphere or whatever, you, they're like, hold the mic so close to your mouth because we are not going to hear you. And that's when the guys are running through, the fire's coming out. I'm worried about the weave catching on fire. But 
It was so bizarre. The noise that you heard yesterday through the TV was not what was going on in the stadium. And literally the Bucks come out, I was getting ready to do a hit. And then here comes Drew Brees and the Saints. And I was saying to my husband, it was like, it took me back to my days that I danced at the state fair with our dance troupe. And my mom was like, that was it. It was so crazy. There were four guys and then, you know, cheering in the stands. It was bizarre. And then even, you know, what I noticed was the craziest part is like normally at the games when they start playing the jams and you're like, yeah, "Yeah," and you sing along, no one hears you. Yesterday, I think in the third quarter, it was like, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, hell. And then you're like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, Sean Payton. Sorry. You know? Oh, that's great. It's like singing at a party when the record scratches and all of a sudden you're singing tag team or Onyx or something and they could totally hear you. But I bet you could hear them. I would think all these games you covered, you must have been able to hear so much on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, you'd always hear like some things, I guess two things yesterday. I never really knew how much um, shit talking there was, you know, until yesterday. You could hear it so clear. And I can't imagine if I was down there, what that would have been like. The other thing is after Tom threw the first interception, I mean, we all know, we've seen the video of him get so fired up. But again, it was silent in there. And you just heard two F-bombs clear as day. And you're like, Oh boy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what we're going to hear all season. So it was interesting. You know, it, it's, there's the protocol for what you do. And I, I, I talk about it with Peter Schrager all the time is that it's kind of expected that you, the, the lead network correspondent on the field will get the, the winning quarterback. You don't yeah. really get the losing quarterback, but in yesterday's case, wouldn't it have been so much more fascinating to get Brady? That's just not how it works. I mean, breeze is breeze. He's great. But really, you want Brady because, like, holy shit, look what just happened, Tom. I know. After he lost, you're saying? Yeah. Could you ever do that or it just doesn't work that way? Would you ever ask? We would never do that. I mean, the only time we get the loser, and it's been me every single year in the NFC Championship, is, like, Sean Payton after the Rams game, Mike Zimmer, you know, after, like, the Philly game. So, yeah, I don't think it would go over well. And to be honest with you, like I'm sweating now. I can't even imagine doing that. And Tom is so competitive. And I just knew that that was probably eating up him up after yesterday. So I'm glad he had to do it on Zoom and I wasn't a part of it. But yeah, it would have been interesting. So what'd you think? <laughs> so that went pretty terrible. Like, yeah. Tom, it's a long <laughs> season. How do you feel? And plus, Aaron, you talked about this earlier. If nobody saw your interview with Drew Brees, it, it was so strange physically. Right. It's almost like Shakespearean. Like you were like Juliet, Juliet. And like he's all the way down here. Or like he was like how Colin Cowherd is up in that tower and his guests are like 50 feet below him <laughs> on the set. And you have to be like, hey, Drew, what was it like? And it was, I mean, what was that like? You've done so many of these. Never like that. No. And my dad, it was funny. He texted me right after and he goes, yeah, yeah. I don't think the Richard Sherman interview would have worked out too well if you had done it like that, you know, oh my and my gosh. dad's right. Cause that has, I think it has so much to do with you being next to the guys. I actually asked Fox if we could do it differently because I saw how NBC did it with Michelle on Thursday night and she was looking at the camera yeah. and then Mahomes was looking at the camera. I gotta be honest. No one wants to see my face in the camera that long. So I think it's a better connection when you're actually you know, eye to eye, you're looking at the guy. Cause I haven't even seen them the whole game. Usually pregame, I walk up, Hey, thanks so much for this week. Have a good game. Talk to you afterwards. So it was nice. I, I think it would have been awkward. And I hope we continue it that way that I get to look at the athlete. You yeah. know, I just think that helps so much, especially like you just mentioned with Tom, if you have to ask a difficult question, you don't want to do it where they're just kind of like looking into the camera. She, she Michelle pulls it off so well. I just think I'm goofy. I need them to see my weird facial expressions and my arms that are always moving. So, yeah, 
That's how I knew you and I are going to be friends. I feel the same way. Um, number three, Aaron, you're one for two. Let's pick up okay. some heat here. Okay, let's get in a rhythm. Okay. Number three, your category is monsters. What kind of monster can be killed by a silver bullet? Yes, believe me, it is. And remember, you have the coin flip if you would like to burn it. A silver bullet will kill this monster. And be comforted by knowing people are listening to this in their cars screaming the answer. Really? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Okay. Monster. Yes, there's no bullets in Game of Thrones. But there are okay. silver ones that kill a traditional monster. Like ones you grew up on or you dress up for as Halloween as a kid. A beast? Like Beauty and the Beast? I don't know. I'm going to get this wrong. Darn it. I'll say that, though. You will say a beast. Yeah. He's going to chuck it up like Aaron Rodgers, whose score she's trying to run down. That is not correct. Damn. And Aaron, you, you know that the beast from the Beauty and the Beast was not killed by a silver bullet. He was almost killed by Gaston, because I know you're way into Disney, which we're going to get into. No, the answer we were looking for was a werewolf gets killed by a silver bullet. A werewolf. Okay. That ring any bells at all? my life? No. I'll tell you Teen right now. Wolf? Well, we could get into Teen Wolf and Scott Howard, but instead, werewolf sounds a little bit like a clothing line where by EA. That is stretching. I'm sorry. This 10 questions with yeah. Kyle Brand, that's crap. That has nothing to do with my life. I'm not going to say it's not a stretch. In fact, that fabric is threadbare. I stretched it so far. However, yeah, we still arrived at this. Where by EA, I get boxes of stuff. First world problem. Like the Jaguars will send like 50 t-shirts and be like, hey, here's the Jaguar shirts. And my wife, Brooke, anything. oh, it's so nice. But my wife, Brooke, will always rifle through them because she wants something for her. It's always boxy. It's always crappy. And she's always like, eh, you can have these. <clears throat> I know that whereby EA is different and that she would dig it and that my sisters would dig it. Tell us why. Well, I'll be sending her uh, boxes of stuff She'll to just you. annoy you. No, I just felt there was a real white space in team apparel. My husband played in the NHL and it was like whenever he wanted to kind of cheer for his team or, you know, just a, just a simple brag here when they won the Stanley Cup twice, um, you wanted to wear something <laughs> cute to the parade or like out to dinner. And I just felt like it was a real opportunity. And we had been hounding and hounding the NFL and fanatics. And finally they said yes. And um, I'm, I'm a tomboy and I like things to be white, gray, black, simple, something you could wear, like kind of what I, t-shirts, plaid shirts, kind of just something that's always in your closet. And again, like you mentioned your wife, not so flattering. We wanted stuff that women felt fashionable in. And, uh, we did really, really well last year. We just launched last week again for our second season. It's, it's going great. And, uh, we didn't know because like, right in the middle of this global pandemic, people really want to buy clothes, you know, are we going to play? So. Thank goodness it's it's going really well. And yeah, I'm so thankful that it finally happened. I mean, it's hard being an entrepreneur. Just <laughs> kidding. I'm learning all about it. It's crazy. But what if what if my wife, Brooke, though, let's say she's like, well, there's enough NFL stuff around here. What if she's like, I want some college stuff. Then what would she do? Well, thanks so much for asking. We actually just launched a new college what? line last week as well. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Tell us. I just I just got it, by the way, werewolf. Damn it, that pisses me off. Know, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we have some select schools. We're obviously adding more into the mix, but we have two styles and we're going to have more later on in the season. We also did just announce NBA as well. So obviously COVID didn't help with like trying to get all these leagues at once, but we're so thankful. So yes, huge college fan. I started my career in oh. college, went to college. Yay, mom and dad. And I know they didn't think that was going to happen. But um, yeah, it did, and, and we're so excited. So we've got you covered for NBA, college, and NFL. Check it out. 
on fanatics.com or official shop or, or NFL official shop for the NFL. NFL shop. official shop, fanatics.com. Yeah. And I know this, Aaron, I think there's some people who think that once you're on TV or you're successful, you can snap your fingers and have your own clothing line. But I've done yeah, a lot so of work I've on heard. this. Yes. The, the people are like, Thanks. well, I want a clothing line. I know that mm-hmm. you spent a lot of time and a lot of your own Love equity you. and a lot of travel and everything to make this happen. So I'm hoping I can help you make it happen. And I know that uh, Brooke Brandt will be thrilled to be wearing them. So wear by yes. EA. Please get the stuff. Check it out. It's football yeah. season. What else are you going to wear? Um, werewolf exactly. was the stretch to get there, <laughs> but it was good. Dang, yeah, it was, it was right. really good. All oh. right, this is a fun one. We're gonna change it up now. You're okay. one for three. This category is oh. really fun, and I know, and I know you're a big movie girl, and you love quoting movies, and I do too. All I'm gonna do this is called name the movie. I'm going to play you a clip from a movie. I have no clue if you've seen it, but I bet you have. All you have to do is say what movie it is, and you get the point. Okay. Okay. Here comes the clip. Aaron Andrews, listen closely. <laughs> and name this movie. Do not sabotage me. If you want to be a oh. fucking lightweight, then that's your call, but do not sabotage me. Oh, aye, aye, Captain, you got it. And if they want to drink Merlot, we're drinking Merlot. No, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot! Does it ring any bells? Yeah, it's a goodie. What do you think? Sideways? She says sideways, she's right! Oh, oh yeah! Giamatti so on the Merlot! Good. By the way, love him in Billions. Die oh, for so him. good. Want to try to get a cameo on Billions. I mean, I just want to hang out with Axe and Wags so bad. Wags really the most. Yeah, I don't even need Axe. I'll, I'll just go Wags. <laughs> Whatever Wags is up to, I'm into. And I don't want to partake. You know, I just kind of want to watch him no. live that Wags life like 24 hours. Oh, I want to go eat some weird meat with him at one of his restaurants. Also, weird fact, I have to put that show on closed caption because the first two episodes, I, I just looked at my husband. And I go, I don't know what the hell they're saying. Yes. Like, I don't get it. I don't know much. This is also a stretch, but you'll like this one because you got it right. Sideways, sideline. I got more questions. Aaron, I've I had some duds on a hook before I've done interviews, which is just so they're nice people, but just tedious. You wait the whole game, you work, you give reports, and at the end of the game, you get the quarterback, the winning quarterback. Is it not the loneliest, most frustrating feeling in the world to tee them up perfectly, to ask a question, not make a statement, and have them just start going on the damn script about we executed, great team win, and you're like, you know, we got a huge live audience in the late window right now. Can you just give me something? It's got to drive you. Doesn't it drive you crazy? It does a little bit, but I think that's what's cool about working for Fox because you think of Fox and you think of Terry Bradshaw and his humor and yucking it up, or you think of Joe and Joe Buck is always up there and he seems like a guy that I'd love to sit and have drink. Well, I do have drinks with and talk sports. So I think that's one cool thing. If you find, and this has helped me, a guy that's kind of, you know, going like the way I didn't want him to go. You just want to have fun. You want the game. People in America want to see that great smile. They want to see your personality. So I, I always try to throw in something funnier, you know, the Rogers comment where he's like, oh, I'm going to go have a scotch. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Is, all right, old man. Like, really? <laughs> what are you, 85? Um, or Drew yesterday. You know, Drew can be pretty serious, but you throw in the like, what do you think of Tom Brady in a Bucks uni? You know, it's like talking to your girlfriends. It's yeah. like, it's kind of weird. So you're like, oh, thank God. So, yeah, I feel like that's a great thing about working for Fox. They allow you to kind of throw a little bit of humor in there and people aren't weirded out about it. You have, you know, you're really established and you've done so much, you have nothing to prove. I wonder if there was someone maybe earlier in their career, there's this, this siren song of trying to go viral, of having the thing that's going to blow up online, where you ask them a question that 
maybe it's not even totally out of bounds, but you know is going to get a crazy reaction. For example, Drew Brees, you could have said, you know, Drew, it, it was it was a really up and down summer for you, and you really yeah. had some issues with your teammates. You know, given that, how nice was it to be out there playing football again side by side with your brothers? Now, that's a loaded yeah. topic that's probably <laughs> gratuitous, and you probably take the high road. But my question to you is, I know you think hard about those questions as hard as you can in the moment. Are you ever tempted to be like, fucking, I'm going to go for it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to let my dad, I text him throughout the game, right? And there's two people I always text right before my post-game interviews. My features producer, Joel Santos, don't know if you've met him, he's awesome. And, that, and he does the pre-game show and the post-game show with those guys. And my dad. Um, and my dad, especially when I'm working a Packers game, holy crap. Well, he throws some zingers out there. Ask him about the running game. Why are they, you know, why are they, why is this defense not? I'm like, dad, I, I have two questions and I can't ask him all of this stuff. So yeah, I would like to sometimes, maybe on my way out, I'll just do it. Yeah, maybe so. It sounds like an Arliss episode. Remember Arliss? <laughs> Robert Wall, day, like, <laughs> Sandra Oh, also in Sideways. Oh yeah, I didn't. I forgot Sandra yes. O is in that. Oh, she beats the hell out of Thomas Aiden Church. Aaron, and last last follow here before we okay. move on. Let me give you a hypothetical. Aliens come to Earth and they come okay. to you and they say, "Aaron, we've been watching your work, and we are launching the Intergalactic Sports Network all across the universe, and we're going to have seven hundred trillion viewers, and we want you to be our on-field correspondent. However, you need to have an audition, and we need to make sure you can do it one more time." You can pick any existing starting quarterback to be part of your table read of your audition to see if you can come off the hip and like kind of get chemistry with him. Who are you choosing for your galactic audition? Is this quarterback like in the booth? Like what is he doing down on the field? It's the two of you guys that you just played a game. You can choose anyone you want currently starting in the league just you'd feel most confident with to get this massive job. That's hard. They both have the same number. Is it 12? Yeah. (laughs) Now why I see, I don't know for sure. I think you're talking about Rogers and Brady. Oh, look, there he is. You got a, you got a holy candle (laughs) with Tom on it. How great is that? I got it for Christmas. How funny is that? That's the best. Tom's hilarious. Yeah. He is so funny. And also he's so competitive. So I know he'd be like, come on, we got to get you this. Let's like really crush it. But he's really, really funny. And I think I was just talking to OJ Howard about it this week, about how he walks in the room and you're like, oh my God, it's like Captain America. It's Tom Brady. But he's so good at putting people at ease. Like the first couple of times I was ever around him, I just didn't want to look up because I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to. But then he just puts you at ease that you're like, I'm just breaking it down with TV 12. This is awesome. Yes. So I know he'd be so great at that and, you know, make me feel comfortable and be like, come on, let's, let's go. go. We got that. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. He's just like, yeah, it's just kind of nerdy fun. And it's Tom Brady. Um, Aaron's hilarious, which doesn't shock me that you guys had this great bond. I when love you did the podcast and he was so awesome. He's hilarious. Dry sense of humor, super witty. He's the one guy, you know, in a post-game interview, you don't know what's going to come out. Yeah. And it's, you know, he'll always throw something in there. And I'm like, crap, I hope I catch on. <laughs> because sometimes yes. you may be too tired. You have to go to the bathroom. But yeah, both of those guys are the best. That's a great answer. Because, you know, like Rogers will sneak in some, 
like oh, level yeah. nine Lebowski reference as he finishes. And then if you don't get it, everyone's like, you didn't get the thing about, you know, nice marmot. How do you not know that? And it's like, I'm sorry. I was going back to Buck. <laughs> Last year. Exactly. And they're in my air. Wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, wrap, of course. It up, wrap it up. Last year, it snowed unexpectedly in that Carolina game that we had. It was such a cool scene. I sent him the picture when I, I saw it on Getty. It was like, I'm standing around him, snowflakes. You've got the camera. It was just cool. And it's Lambo, And it was awesome. And he said at the interview, I said, who, I mean, how fun was this, by the way? And he goes, winter is here. And I was like, thanks so much. Bye. And I was like, oh, I didn't get it. You don't watch Game of Thrones. You said. Oh, that's awesome. I don't. Yeah. If you gave me a real housewives one, I would have nailed it. <laughs> Next time, Aaron. don't Aaron. have the virus. Yeah. <laughs> right now, we're going to move on. You're, you're What's t- my score? Two out of four. All right. But I'm going to cheer you up because this next question, number five, this is a topic that I know you love. And I picked this just for you. Your topic for number five, your category rather, is Disney theme parks. All right. All right. Let's go. Your question number five is, what is the only ride that is in every single Disney park around the world? It's in France. It's in Tokyo. It's in Florida. It's in California. There's only one. And you can guess it, or you can use the coin flip. Whatever. I'll guess. <laughs> Why is it always whatever with you? You want to score high, but then you say, screw it. When it. I think you want to save that coin toss, like when you're playing Uno and you save the wild card to win at the end. I get it. You want to guess? I'm gonna say it's a, yeah, I'm going to say it's a small world. She says it's a small world, after all. Is she right? Aaron, it's not right. Really? Here's the thing. What is it? I, I think it should be right because it's about international handholding and cohesion. The real answer, the only ride that's in every Disney park around the Big world mountain. is Dumbo the Flying Elephant. I don't make the parks. That's the one. A little bit tame yeah. if you ask me. You're scowling. I don't even go on that ride. I know. It's a long line. It lasts two seconds. Whereas... <laughs> It's a small world, I think, is the longest line in the park. Are you? There's either people who love it's a small world, like they think it's so charming, or they're like, get me the hell off this boat. Which are you? So my dad, we lived in Florida. We had season passes. My dad always said, it's a small world for a couple. He said, it's a good one for a couple of reasons. Gets you out of the rain in Florida. Right. It's air conditioned. And it shuts everybody up for about like five, 10 minutes, which, you know, I, I'm sure he loved. <laughs> and then... um I appreciate it now because I'm the loser that got the Disney question wrong. I have Disney Plus and I watched the whole making of the thing. And now that I appreciate what went into it, I want to go on it again. But um, that really sucks. I didn't know that. All right. Um, This is going well. Well, listen, you know what went really well? You got engaged at Disney World. That's And not only there, Club 33, which if nobody (laughs) speaks Disney, which I do, we are a Disneyland family. We have season passes. She's going to go get props. You got engaged at Club 33. Oh, look, there it is. Club 33 is like uh, the skulls at Yale or something. Like It's almost like a secret society. So you yeah. are, are in 33. You got engaged there. I, I You're already married and everything. I still want to say congratulations. But like, okay. what is your level of, because I've seen Disney people and I kind of am one. What is your level oh, of are? Disney? Oh, yeah. We used, we, we used to go to Disneyland. That. Oh, big time. Um, oh, wow. How high up are you on the scale of like, we get dressed up. We watch all the movies. Like, are you way into it? 
I'm way into it in terms of like sentimental reasons. Yeah. Um, I, because I grew up there, would go there with my parents. It was one thing where we'd be like in Florida, my dad's like, let's just drive tonight and go watch the fireworks. So you're, you know, with your family or my dad's like, let's go for a couple rides and then dinner. And now, you know, before obviously COVID and everything, we would go now and drink around the world with my parents, which is <laughs> awesome. Have best. some epic photos of like in China, just like, ah, it was like our Christmas card. Or like, you know, we'd go to the contempor- contemporary in Florida and be on the rooftop and they'd play, um, you know, I don't even know what song. And my sister and I would be hammered and we'd be singing the song. And my mom's like, you're 40. And we're like, we don't care. <laughs> we'd go to Cinderella's breakfast, like things like that. So it's more of like a nostalgia kind of thing with my family. I'm picturing the Andrews girls just cutting a rug to supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is going nuts. <laughs> dum the little, dum the lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Before we move on, I want to. I'm going to put you on the spot with this. Uh, yeah. I've been married several years myself. I know you got engaged at Disney World. You got married in Montana. Um, yeah. What? Give me right now. What is your best marriage advice so far that you have come up with, Aaron? What do you got? Oh, we actually we went to Montana for two months this year, and we were around a lot of married couples and older couples as well. Um, and we asked what it was. And one of the best was tolerance. Mm. Just you have to have tolerance. Um, somebody that we talked to said a lot of people just throw the towel in and aren't ready to like figure it yeah. out. Um, we don't have kids yet. So I heard it gets really hairy, scary when you start having kids and you have to be on the same page, apparently, when you parent. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, tolerance. That's a great one. And believe me, I, I, I totally relate to your father who basically says it's a small world. It's kind of like a babysitter. Like we'll go on a small world and just run it back. Just let's do another lap and we're going through the far East and Africa. We've done it six times in a row because there's no line. So yeah. uh, it is great advice. You have to be really tolerant, especially at Disney. Aaron, I'm really pulling for you as I do for every contestant, <laughs> but I'm pulling special for you. You're two out of five and oh, I'm going to yet again, take you to water with a category that you're really going to like. And this one's multiple okay. choice. I'm like taking notes and I don't even know why. Do whatever you need to do. I know that's how you work. Yeah. I know you're holed up in the getting ready for the game. Question number six. Your category is Christmas vacation. Multiple choice, Andrews. During his Christmas Eve rant, which of the following does Clark W. Griswold not call his boss? Is it okay. A, dirt eating, B, pig sniffing, or C, dog kissing? Which does he not call Frank Shirley his boss? Dirt eating, pig sniffing, dog kissing. Dirt eating. Dirt eating. You're going to forego the 50-50 again, despite some uncertainty go on your 50/50. face. 50-50. I mean, let's just freaking do it. Let's freaking do it. Give me the coin toss. Let's go. Here we go. All right. You had said dirt eating. I just went full Hasselhoff on the beach on you, by the way. I'm going to take dirt eating out because it wasn't right. Your remaining two answers for Clark W. Griswold's rant on Christmas Eve, don't piss me off, Art, are either pig sniffing or dog kissing. Remember, it's which one is not part of his rant. Pig sniffing or dog kissing? I just know the one that you probably can't say. Oh, we can say it all. The question is, what do you say here? Which one is excluded from that epic rant after the eggnog? 
Come on, Aaron. I'm pulling for you. I mean, it's not going well. <laughs> We're going to turn it around right now. Pissed. What do you think? Pig sniffing. She says pig sniffing. I don't know. Is she right? Yeah! <laughs> What's the ring at now? Pig sniffing is not. It's snake licking, dirt eating, dog kissing, snack of monkey shit he is. Aaron. Uh, Hallelujah. I'm, holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Here's why I ask you. You uh, are someone, now I'm seeing you off the air, and for years I've watched you on the air, you're, you have a very positive vibe, very uplifting vibe, and I, I really do think it comes through. And yet, I know inside you, I know there's a cynic, I know there's stuff that oh, pisses yeah. you off. What is something that makes you so pissed off, a massive pet peeve that has you reaching for the Tylenol, holy shit? Spatial awareness. And that was even before COVID. Okay. I mean, my sister and I would always be like, hello, spatial awareness is fabulous. Like last night, getting off the plane, yeah. even though we're in the middle of a global pandemic, just people in your face, <laughs> in your biz. Like now I can do that because my arms are so freaking long. Six feet apart. You know, nice. I just give me some space. It's but, a great one. I like to make a song about it. Yeah. What's the song? People, but you know, it just, it's one that I just make up where it's like, there is no official awareness. What is wrong with you? Sometimes a-hole, pig sniffing, dog sniffing, kissing, gets in there. No, I'm yes. kidding. We yeah, are now living in a time just... when we are aware of the word droplets and it's a disgusting <laughs> word. <laughs> droplets. Andrews is puking. God. It's up there with moist <laughs> as the worst words of all time. <laughs> moist doesn't bother me. Droplets is nasty. Yeah, just people and their awareness. It's just like in, I mean, even too, it's like you're having dinner or, and you're just like doing that. <laughs> Wait, you're talking I, about like, people taking pictures of you? Oh yeah, okay. just awareness. People just, my. it's a line from Real Housewives, but it's just like, be cool. Yes. Come on, be cool. You tapped into something there where all of us, <laughs> at some point when we're younger, or we've, you see a public figure, a celebrity, and you're like, oh my God, that's, you know, so-and-so. And that's like, you know, Luke Wilson, I'm going to take a picture of him. And you're like, I'm going to do it discreet. I know how to do it. I guarantee you, Luke Wilson knows you're taking a picture. There is no discretion. There is no way to do it. Aaron, back me up here. You always, always know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, and I can spot it. I mean, I have weird, I've let it go. But I mean, sometimes I haven't. I, I have weird vibes with people doing that. But yeah, I mean, there's always the phone where it's like, you don't look at your phone like this at dinner, you know, like you're like this or something so like that. But it's like, yeah. And then my favorite is I'll just get up and walk around and be like, Oh, that picture is so ugly. Oh, really? Like that's so, I mean, it depends on how much I've had to drink, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you like to have fun with it, but people can't help themselves. The spatial awareness, I think pisses me off more than the photos at dinner or something like that. Yeah. You walk around the table and say, you know, put a filter on that for God's sake. Could, could yeah. you crop out? Higher you know? angle, higher <laughs> angle. Nobody that's needs awesome. to see this right now. This isn't working for me. Absolutely awesome. And I knew you were going to pick up steam a little bit here. All right, you're three out of six. We want to question number seven 90s movies is the category in 1996's the nutty professor eddie murphy played professor clump what was professor clump's first name <laughs> andrews is already rolling her eyes i didn't watch this movie you never saw the nutty professor <laughs> jada I'm pinkett i'm not gonna beat the honey badger or badgers now <laughs> All right, so I don't know. Eddie Murphy's Professor Clump. Yeah. You already used the 50-50, which I think you should have, because you would have said dirty. 
Do you have any <laughs> clue, any clue whatsoever what his first name be? Remembering, Aaron, that somehow it is going to connect to you. Um, I I mean, I'm sure people are going to yell at me. I don't know. I didn't watch okay. this one. This is I'm why this John is going to be fun. Fan. All right. Well, next time I'll do Lloyd Dobler or I'll do Cameron Fry or whoever. Yeah. This is why this is going to be fun because you are going to throw out a male name right now. You have to take a shot. Professor Klump's first name is... Steve for my dad. Professor Steve Klump. <laughs> God, I wish that was right. It's not right. Me too. It's not right. But Aaron, you uh, know what his first name is? And it's someone you mentioned already in this discussion. Tom. His first name is Sherman Klump. Sherman oh. Klump. Now let's get let's get into this. Yeah. You you have this discography of all these albums that are your life and your career. And you had a huge, huge pop hit years ago with you and Richard Sherman. So much so that we're gonna play it right now. Let's take a listen. This is Aaron Andrews, Seahawks, Niners. The game just ended. Let's go down to the field. Aaron Andrews with Richard Sherman. Let's send you down to the field. And Aaron Andrews. So loud. Joe, thank you so much. Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're gonna get. about you. Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you, I'm going to set it for you real quick. L-O-B. All right, before, and Joe, back over to you. L-O-B was such, God, they were so good. They were Leaving amazing. Boom. They were, it was God, an amazing team, of course, but an amazing television moment. I, I, like you, am around athletes all the time, and I think some of them love seeing their highlights, and some of them can't even look at the screen. What's it like for you to listen to that? I'm just so mad at myself. There were so many different things I could have done. And yeah, I I knew it was going to end up that way. That I was just so pissed. I love Richard. I loved him before that happened. I think we should have gotten a Snickers commercial out of that. Uh, Mars really blew it. Um, and then I even tried to sell them after he went to the 49ers. I give him a Snickers and then he's in a 49ers right. uniform. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I should be writing commercials. Um no, I just was so mad because I was like, this is the coolest moment. As I've said, we were in a meeting with him the day before. He told us how much he did not like Crabtree. So I knew he was talking about him, but I knew America didn't know. And I actually thought people are going to think he's freaking yelling yes. at me. And he's not. He's a man. And <laughs> as one of my girlfriends had said at the time, Chrissy Teigen tweeted, oh my God, that's like ta- us talking on the phone. Who was talking about you? And I didn't mean it like that, but it came off like that. I'm so bummed because I wanted to get a third question. He walked away. I think Fox panicked a little bit because they thought he cussed. He didn't. There's just, I, I wish we could do it over, but you can't. So it was pure gold. It was awesome. I, I, I adore Richard Sherman and I was so pumped to be a part of that. He was so fired up. It was amazing. It, it, amazing. And yet I, I remember when it happened. I remember writing about it, producing segments about it, talking about it. And my takeaway is that who was talking about you was actually the perfect follow because I don't think people knew what he was talking about. I don't. And you yeah, said, talk I about me either. this. I, I, you have to. It's a simple, quick question that you asked and got out of the way. If you don't ask that, people are like, what is that man screaming about? You had to ask that. But it was the way I said it, which annoys me and grosses me out, which is usually how I feel when I listen to myself anyways. But, and then I, I, I start getting nuts and I dissect it in my head and I'll start having chest pains like in the middle of the night. What if I had said, so I know you're talking about Crabtree. No, that's me answering the question for him. 
So I, what I should have said, why I did say it, I just, why did I have to say it that way? Because I'm telling you about you. <laughs> well, Ugh. here's the thing, Aaron. I totally, totally um, empathize because I've had just pr- uh, TV <laughs> segments that I just want to have back so badly. However, you said you can't do anything about it. I'm going to slightly disagree. Would you be up for an exercise in which we repeat the moments? Okay. I will be Joe Buck and I will be Richard yeah. Sherman and you just be yourself. Yeah. All right. And do it however you wish it would have gone, even though I think it went yes. well. Here we go. This Where's is the, um, the Seahawks yeah. just beat the, the 49ers. The place is going crazy. And let's send it down to the field and Aaron Andrews. Richard, what happened on that final play? Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who were you referring to? Who was talking about you? Well, what a great question, Aaron. We really need to clear that up for middle America. <laughs> Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best, so I'm going to shut it for you really quick. L-O-B. L-O-B is right. And because of the play you just made with L-O-B, you told us yesterday you don't even want to think about going to the Super Bowl until the game's over. It's time. What do you think? about meeting the Denver Broncos in New York for the Super Bowl. I'm really fired up. And again, let me say, Aaron, that is an excellent follow. Let me tell the National Fox audience, <laughs> we're going to beat the hell out of Peyton Manning. And I'm going to take my game check and I'm going to spend it investing on a clothing line called Wear by EA. Aaron, I've always appreciated your work. Have a good evening. LB, Joe, back up to you. I have goosebumps. That went so well. You feel better? So much better. <laughs> the second question was great. I Maybe you were right. Meeting Denver in the Super Bowl. It's just the way I delivered it. Like, I blew the second question. The third, yes. I wish I had had it. That was my third. But he walked away. I, I should have ran after him. I was told to throw it up to Joe. You got to do it then. I'm never. You got to do I it. I got to do it. He but walks away it. off camera too, which which kills it because you don't see him walking away. And they were just cutting to I the know. wide shot. And you're like, wait, why is she doing that? But listen. But then I was such an a-hole because I was like, oh, 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 you know, I don't know. It's like, listen, Marble Mouth, like, first of all, stop being weird. Wow. Well, Uh, I feel good about that. I like the original, but it was like a cover song kind of, you know, like, it's like Weezer did like Africa by Toto. Like, that was pretty cool. mm. Um, Great job by you, Aaron. You are at a, uh, it was not Steve Klump though. So you're at a three out of seven. We only have three points left and I want you to get all of them. So here we go. Okay. This is the best category in 10 questions. And I know for a fact you're going to adore this. This is called Finish This Lyric. What we do here is I'm going to play a song. And you're going to hear the song. You're going to be familiar with the song. The singer is going to be singing. And then it's going to stop on a dime. And when it stops, you have to finish the lyric that the singer was about to complete. You got it? Okay. I like asking this question first. In your mind right now, do you have (laughs) any idea what song I might be playing for you? I hope it's either Celine Dion or Insane. There it pop. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know what? You might not be far off. Here we go. Okay. Aaron Andrews, you're going to hear the singer sing. The singer may be dreamy. And when it stops, you oh. finish the line. Finish this lyric. Really want you in my world. Step, hey girl. <laughs> she says, smile. really want you in my world. Let's play the answer. Really want you in my world. 
Step one, we can have, we can lots, have of fun. lots of fun. Step two, there's so much we can do. Step three, it's just you, <laughs> it's just you and me. <laughs> wow. No. Step four. I can give you more. <laughs> and step five was John, my fa- my favorite. Don't you know that the time has arrived? <laughs> you can delineate which new kids sang which step. <laughs> oh my god! It was very. I just snorted. By the way, it was very important to me. I love John very much. I felt like he wasn't really included in a lot of the vocals and upset me. All right. So I'm I'm fascinated by this. And this is is anybody who was of age in the late 80s as I was. This is a this is kind of a hot take by you. And I respect it yeah. because all the action, I mean, all of it is on Jordan Knight. Like that's the I guy. Know. And Joey. Well, Joey yeah, Joey too. was the baby, and then Donnie was the bad boy. Like mm-hmm. I I but Jordan Knight was the Timberlake. And yet yeah. you my friend liked in like in instinct terms, like the AJ or something, or like the Kevin, like that's a, an interesting choice. What was it about Jonathan Knight that had Jonathan. your uh, attention over Jordan? Um, I just was into the hair, his dog, Nico, his birthday, November 28th. <laughs> um, I loved him. I about crapped my pants. One time I brought him up on dancing with the stars in an interview. And then he actually like, posted it on Instagram and I just was like dying, literally freaking dying. Jonathan Knight. Oh, what a dream. That's amazing. Childhood. I made a glitter poster in Tampa, Florida. John, I love you. My sister was a Donnie fan. We went to the show. Do you know why my mom allowed me to go to the show? 11th row we were in. I was disgusting when I grew up. A lot of kids have this, but I would just form like these planner warts around my fingers okay. and it was gross. Wash your hands. That It's not what it was about. It was just like, for some reason I got them and it was nasty. I would have like three or four on my finger and you'd have to put like that acid on it every night, it, right? just, like burn them off. Yeah. yeah. And my mom's like, if you do this every single night, you will get to go to the NKOTB concert and my fingers are <laughs> fabulous. I need a manicure, but yeah. It worked. Wow. You are really something. You know, they say sometimes in interviews that people allow themselves to, to reveal their warts, you know, their imperfections. <laughs> You're implicitly talking about actual warts to go see the New Kids concert. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You uh, you were hanging tough to get to that. My, my goodness. It was. You yeah. also have done it all. You've worked Oscars, Dancing with the Stars, all kinds of red carpet stuff. To this day, will you still get starstruck or is it like celebrities, oh, yeah. I get it. It's, it's just the thing. Do you still get starstruck? Yeah, I think it's the like the athletes that I've met that I grew up cheering for my with my dad. Like Larry Bird is the end all be all. Thirty three. I mean, that's he's my guy. Um, I did get to meet him when I was back at ESPN. That we worked a Big Ten basketball tournament in Indy, and um, the commissioner of the Big Ten brought me up to go see him in his office. And I live literally like vomited in my mouth. That was so exciting, and um, he didn't need to hear it. But I told him every single Celtic story I had about him in my life. Yep. And I went back and I told my dad about it. And he just said, oh, God, can you go back and apologize? And I was like, no, dad, that was it. I saw Kevin McHale at an airport. I told him he was my first crush. I mean, chill out, girl. (laughs) Chill out. Well, we're going to get into Kevin McHale in a minute. Um, Okay. That that, that actually is going to be our grand finale here. Oh, boy. Aaron, you're four out of eight. Four out of eight. Yeah, it's not good. Question number nine, your category is classic television. Now, that can mean all kinds of things. Your question. In the Brady Bunch, 
who was the middle daughter? Jan. It's that easy. Jan, light her up. Andrews, that was a dunk. That was so easy for you. I can't do the nutty professor, but I got you covered, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. This name came up a bunch earlier. I'm talking about the Brady Bunch. I'm talking about Brady. You might actually factually know, because I know that you've just worked with him for a while. Why do you think that he left the Patriots? I just think it was time. I think it was, I think it was time. I mean, I don't know anything that anybody else knows that he's said. I I just think it was time. I I know from, yeah, no, I just think it was time. It's like Gronk. I I think, you know, Tom had said to us and we said this on the air, Gronk wasn't hurt. Gronk just needed some time off. Mm -hmm. And I I think it was just everything about the game was just getting to him. And that's a lot Mm -hmm. for these guys. I mean, 20 years is a long time. I can't imagine probably shouldn't say this a marriage for 20 years i, I mean my god yeah. so yeah I, I just feel like it was the right time one of the most interesting things that you guys do and i mean you people who cover games every single weekend that i think goes under the radar <laughs> you you you, you folks who do this no you really lucky people who do that i don't i think this goes under the radar are the production meetings with the athletes before the game because yeah. you gain so much information to that and, and i know that's really where a lot of the relationships are forged can you just set the scene for us how those work? It's like you're in a hotel, certain athletes, they come in, they just sit down and you just chop it up because I don't, I think that's underreported how those work. How do they work? Well, pre-COVID, what used to happen, it's different for us because we do Thursday and Sunday. So like literally we just got home and I've got to talk to Browns players tomorrow for our Thursday game because we head out on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, what it was like before Thursday night is we would go to site, right? And if say, if it was a green Bay game, we would go and meet up with Aaron and the head coach, defensive coordinator. And usually the coach is either one of those, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. And we sit in and it's awesome. I mean, you want to talk about being a sports fan and all you want to do is talk about football. You get a chance in their facility. You're in the bowels of Lambeau or, you know, in new England, when Tom was there, we'd be in craft suite and Tom would come up and, you know, Belichick would come up. It's freaking awesome. Because more so, I'm so lucky because I have a guy that has won three Super Bowls sitting right there. So they want to talk to him. They want to talk to him about sports. We're so lucky. They start telling stories back and forth. That has nothing to do with why their, you know, third down conversions are struggling or what's going on with their run game. They just want to yuck it up and talk football. And it is so cool to sit there. I mean, again, I'm a huge sports fan and I'll call my dad right after. I'm like, oh my God, this was awesome. I did this interview with Brady probably two years ago, three years ago. And it was my first sit down with him. And I know he doesn't do them very often. And and I had known him, you know, friendly off the field and he was so great about it. And I, I took a red eye from dancing with the stars and I got there and I didn't sleep at all. And I was all ready to go. And I practiced my questions and two things happened. I didn't smile in the interview because I was quivering so much yeah. that I didn't want him to see my lip of doing this. And then I was like, we're in Robert Kraft's suite. We're overlooking, you know, he had just come off his Super Bowl win. We're overlooking the field. I was like, he's the GOAT. It's never going to be this good again. This is the, the coolest I'm ever going to be, like, sitting here with him. And I called my dad right after on my way back to the hotel. And he goes, how did it go? And I was like, it was so awesome. He's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, it's just never going to be this good again, Dad. Like, that was it. It was the GOAT. I mean, you know, Robert Kraft's meeting. He was so nice. I couldn't <laughs> smile because my lip was quivering. My dad's like, you're exhausted. You need to go to bed. That's awesome. It's it was so rad. It, you remember that. It's, it's like, it's an estate piece for you. You know, you'll remember it forever. I've had a couple of experiences yeah. like that, that like, you know, you want to tell your grandkids about someday. And I sat there with Brady. 
I think it's interesting the way you lay out those meetings where you're saying you have the guy next to you who's won three Super Bowls and Brady gravitates to him and then they start chopping yeah. it up. And it's fascinating to watch. However, it is. You, you got a job to do. How do you find your moment then? Because you have to get in there and ask your questions, get your information. And you didn't win. The, you didn't play the game. You didn't win three Maybe. Super Bowls. How do you do that? What tipped you off? Um, no, I, you know what? Troy controls our meeting as he should. Um, he, he, you know, gets his football questions in and a lot of what he asks is either, you know, on my list or yeah. he covers it to an extent I could never do. Um, then Joe gets a question in and then if I'm missing anything, I'll ask. But again, my, as you've pointed out, I'm very self-deprecating, try to be funny about it. So I'll like make a joke about it somehow. And the guys are really great, but, um, yeah, I kind of wait my turn and make sure the guys don't cover it, which half the time they do. Um, so yeah, I just, I get in there. Troy's so great that he'll always say at the end, Joe, Aaron, do you guys have anything? And I'll be like, Oh, I have really a stupid question, but. How do you handle it? Because I've been called out on this too. Have you ever had an athlete who has straight up called you out on, you didn't play the game? Like, what do you know? Because I have, and it's, it's a strange dynamic, but you got to just give it right back to him. How do you handle it? I haven't since I worked at ESPN or Fox, but I interned at my dad's TV station. I was in college. I would go in the summer to box training camp and I, Deion Sanders was coming to town to play the box. And I remember I was going to, you know, ask my dad or my dad helped me ask all the, or think of all these questions for the Bucks defense. And, um, I was so excited and they were going to let me go by myself and not with the six o'clock anchor. And I walk in and I walked up to a certain player and I fumbled it really bad. I, I couldn't even recover it and pick it up and get more yards. I fumbled it, dropped down my leg and he looked at me and I was in this scrum and he just looked at me and he goes, why don't you go home, practice that question again and come back tomorrow and turned his body from me. Mm. And I bawled my brains out. I, well, I walked away. I just had tears coming down my eyes. Two guys saw it happen. John Lynch, Derek Brooks, they grabbed me and they said, what do you need? We'll help you out. What do you need? Mm. So I'll never forget it. Love Derek, love Lynchy. obviously worked with him and now he's in San Francisco, but oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. You know, it's <laughs> happened. The fun part about that, and I won't do it, it's 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 very easy to start coming up with suggestions because those teams are really famous and those Lynch, Derek oh, Brooks yeah. teams, and they had some personalities on defense who maybe don't have sterling reputations. We'll leave it at that. Aaron, this is the last question. That's a good question. <laughs> yes. Um, number 10 is a little different. This is the last question of the show. You've been awesome. You're at five out of nine, which That's would tie you with Kirk Cousins. It's not to Rodgers and Tyron Matthew. And this yeah. one is an essay. I feel like my stories have been better, though, than the Hunter oh my gosh. and Rogers. Who cares about right? the score? Yeah, <laughs> Guy Fieri could have gotten a two out of ten. He was a maniac. He was a great contestant. Your stories are great. I'm still thinking of you and Kendra dancing at Disney World and singing New Kids. Nerds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting with your warts and your wet-sealed pants and you're working at the, the uh, Outback Steakhouse. It's just the best. However, we got to finish business here. Okay. You, you mentioned this. Crazy. I had this prepared. But your essay, what you have to do here is you take a minute, 30 seconds, whatever you want, and you have to convince me of a take that you have had in the past that I have found. If I feel that you have convinced me of it, I'll give you the point. If I'm not convinced, I'm not giving you anything, and you end with a 5 out of 10. Aaron, your first celebrity crush was Kevin McHale, which, listen, Kevin McHale is a hell of a basketball player. 
<laughs> I mean, he's about 20 feet tall. He's got these tiny little shorts. He's pale as hell. He's got the sunken eyes. We're in a golden era of 80s heartthrobs when you could take your pick of Ralph Macchio, Michael J. Fox, Corey Hamm, Kevin McHale. Convince me of that. You're on the clock. Well, great number, by the way. He always was there for Larry. And I mean, listen, he he, he tolerated Larry. Larry was hard on him, but he was a great compliment to him. It was like, you know, Jordan and Joe, yes. like for new kids on the block. <laughs> I mean, listen, McHale was a big factor on those winning teams. I would have, I could have also said Chief or DJ yes. um, or, or Maxwell, but no, Kevin McHale, Larry was the star. I just liked the supporting cast. I liked the guy that was always reliable. He also, by the way, did get a little physical in some of those Lakers sure. and Pistons series. So you get in there, Kevin McHale. I loved him. He was fantastic. Sports idol? Sure. Celebrity crush? I mean, this would be like if I'd like, I gotta be honest with you, Aaron. My first crush uh, was Mona from Who's the Boss? That's the one. She did it for me. Not Samantha. Mona. Um, is it, and in 10 questions first, I'm going to say, no, you do not get the point. I think nice Kevin McHale is a great sports hero and a great player. And I know you've approached him in airports, but he has never. Just one airport. <laughs> oh, sorry. One airport. It was probably Logan. Um, but I have really exciting news. You have finished the 10 questions. Aaron, you oh did God, it. Kevin McHale was going to be on Zoom. Oh, no. <laughs> you got a five out of 10. You got a five oh. out of 10. We learned a lot about you. You've been an yeah. awesome, awesome contestant. How do you feel? My face hurts from laughing. I'm still sweating. The air just kicked in. Um, no, I'm upset. I'm upset I didn't beat the Honey Badger or Rogers. I'm pissed. Well, we can pay it forward here. What we do, the <laughs> last step that we have here, pay forward your pissed offness. We need to do call outs. At the end of every episode, okay. the contestant calls out one or two people who you just think like, Oh my God, this person should totally be on the show. I bet I'll beat them. I bet they'll beat me. You've done the show. Who would be a fit for? Who do you want to call out? Look to the camera and call them out. I'm going to call out Joe Buck. I, this show is written for him. I mean, you may already have him on your guest list, but he will crush this. He will also be so hysterical. You'll laugh so hard. I also know when Joe finds something really funny, he gets like this really like high pitch laugh and he's going to, he's going to pee his pants. Like he will love it. <laughs> I mean, I, he won't pee his pants, but you know, you get it. And I get it. And Aaron Danders with no less than two references to peeing pants on one show. <laughs> That's my kind of show. She's got it going at Lambeau. She thinks Buck is going to do it on 10 questions. Aaron, for someone that I have never met, this was so cool. I've watched you for years and years and years. I sincere, sincere. Thank you so much for coming on 10 questions. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to have a drink when we can go back to bars with you and Shregs and just absolutely break it down. We will break it down. About the things we couldn't talk about. On All it. the things we cannot wait. We'll do it. We'll go to Outback. We'll hope wait for yes. a sale at Wet Seal and we'll just stock up on everything. Everybody, <laughs> please, whether you're a woman or there's a woman in your life, Get Wear by EA. Aaron's no, been wearing it for you. this whole show. I'm going to be getting it for my wife, for my sisters. It's great stuff. And I know she's put a lot of work into it. And it shows. You're Aaron, sweet. you are awesome. And someday we will meet. Until then, thank you. See you next time. Ten Questions with Kyle Brandt is a co-production by Spotify and The Ringer. The show is produced by Richie Bozek, Jason Gallagher, Noah Malale, and Steve Allman. 
Our theme song is by Matt Schiltz and Bobby Lord. Additional sound design by Bobby Lord. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.